Welcome to Rooted Within with Lily and Dan, a podcast that shines a spotlight on positive change makers, sharing their stories of legacy, inspiration, and impact. Each episode, Lily and Dan will speak to individuals who have made their dreams a reality, exploring their journeys, mindset shifts, and what motivated them. Join us as we explore the lives of those who are making a difference and let their stories inspire you to achieve your own goals. I had to kind of make a decision Mm. and the decision actually was made for me because my daughter was diagnosed with autism. They're very private, Emirati family. Culturally. Whereas I was out there going, right, my daughter's autistic, who can help me? I need, you know, like you don't talk to people, Mm. don't tell them. And so she started music therapy with Sarah and oh my gosh, the change in this child was like night and day. A day after my son's first birthday, I opened the music school at Ducktown. Put together a group of students who did the press launch for Expo. Amazing. And they performed for his Royal Sheikh Nahyan. So I did lose a lot of people. Mm. I also lost all my business. We went from 2000 students to zero. Did you ever feel like giving up? Yes. Rooted Within with Lily and Dan. Hi, Lily. How are you? Isn't it? That's different, right? That's a, usually it's me going, hey, Dan, hey, It Dan. is. I just thought we'd shake it up a little bit I know. Today. That threw me off a little bit. It really does. Yeah. I can see you by your face. You can see face. it in my face. You're right? like, like, what? Hold on. Yep. So, but you're not going to get away with not introducing our guests. Oh, you do this to me every time. But every hopefully time. this one is an easy one. Well, because, it, yeah. you know, it's, it's more fun. It is indeed. We have the wonderful, I'm going to use a new word every week, the wonderful, wonderful. Tala Badri here joining us in our podcast studio today. Welcome, Tala. How Thank are you? you? I've never been called wonderful before. I oh, like <laughs> I'm, I'm laying on the charm this week. <laughs> Definitely. Okay. That's okay. how it is. I'm, I'm, liking, I'm liking this new trend. I'm what? liking this new trend. It's of like, how do you a, me? Yeah. <laughs> amazing. Wonderful. Of course, going to keep it positive. That's yeah, what the yeah, podcast all about. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Welcome, welcome to the Thank studio. You. Thank you. And how are you today? I'm good, actually. Thank you. Oh, well, it's Friday. It is Friday, isn't it's it? Yeah. Well, we actually case. released our podcast on a Tuesday, but it's Friday oh, in the sorry. studio. No, no, it's fine. <laughs> it's, pre- it's pre-recorded. <laughs> Just to clarify, because there's been listeners going like, um, I'm sure I woke up this morning, it was Tuesday and not Friday. Well, you know, it, 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 it let us know whether people are actually paying attention. Of course. Good. So good. we're in the multiverse, you know, we're in an alternate this universe. Is true. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, of course, true. especially in our little studio. I like this little room. <laughs> it's like a little padded cell on a I, Friday afternoon. Listen, I think this, uh, tell, admit it, do you come in here, shut the door and... Uh, sometimes. Sometimes. Uh, tell her tell her a little bit about yourself just, I just okay. threw in the killer question you're like there you go wow, open ended yeah because <laughs> you're the owner of the Centre for Musical Arts yes based in Dubai yeah yes I am nice. it's a community music centre amazing uh, we've been running for 16 years I mean it's like a fairly long time like you're it like is. old school OG now you're calling me old no, no. not at all I've been here you 15, started very young I've been here 15 years so like yeah we're, we're a bit old school now yes. <laughs> original original gangster yes I am the OG uh, no I'm Emirati so I was born and brought up here Really? Yes. I never knew that. Did you not? No. Well, there you go. Oh, nice. Yeah, Great so. country. Thank you for hosting us. <laughs> for now. <laughs> I'm going to get deported or something. Yeah. Conversations always go like on a tangent. Well, well, anyway, we're here about you. We're here about you. Yeah, so I, I was born and brought up here. I went to a British school here. Um, and then I went to the UK to do my university degree. 
Uh, and that's where your very English accent that's came from. Where it came from. <laughs> that's what threw me off completely. I was like, yeah, oh, hang on a minute. We were just talking about Slough a second actually, ago. When I was five, I wanted to be the queen. Did you really? Yeah, my mum tells everyone a story where, you know, whenever anybody asked me, what do you want to be when you grow up? I was like, the queen. <laughs> I want to be the queen of England. But why? But like you actually saw the queen and... Yes. What was yes. the first memory you have of the queen? Uh, she came to Dubai in 1970. I'm going to try and remember now. 70. 77 and 70-something uh, and as a school we were going to the airport to greet her and stand there and wave flags oh. and um, I had told my mum that morning that I didn't have to wear school uniform I had to wear my prettiest party dress okay and everyone turned up at the airport wearing school uniform except <laughs> me <laughs> did you deliberately do that yeah. Why? Because it was a queen. So she could stand out. <laughs> you wanted to be noticed. Absolutely. What happened? Nothing, really. Did it like send you home to get changed? No, like, getting changed in the back of a car? Late. We were in the school bus. There where I was in my party dress, everybody else in their school uniform. And, you know, it was great. And what happened when the queen arrived? We just all waved at her and uh, she came over and chatted to everyone. And Do you remember what she said? Not at all. I mean, <laughs> do you remember how you felt? Like over 40 years ago. <laughs> do, do, do you remember how you felt? Oh, just excited. Excited. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. I love the monarchy. I'm not even British. You know, no. it's just how it is. I've met Prince Charles. I've met uh, really? Camilla. I've spoken to them both. It's like, yeah. Hold on a minute. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Like, just, segway, like, just, dropping it, just dropping into the podcast. <laughs> like, you know, like, oh, yeah, I'm casually I'm like, hanging out with the new like, king. Did I just hear that? Right. I did. Oh. I did just hear that. You, you're going to have to go back and explain this. So, um, so through the music school I run, we did a collaboration with the British Council and mm-hmm. the British Embassy for UK and UAE. This was about four or five years ago. And uh, it was promoting the UK and the UAE ties. And it was when Prince Charles and Camilla, or actually King Charles now, sorry. Yeah, yeah. true. Yes. Queen Consort and Camilla. And Queen Consort Camilla were visiting the UAE. So they wanted to have some students play for them. So our students were invited to put together a program to perform with members of the BBC Symphony Orchestra. Wow. Um, and they performed all together um, in Alain at Al-Fahidi Fort. Okay. And uh, for them. And then uh, we got to sit and chat to them after. It was Like wonderful. literally sit and yeah. chat, chat. Yeah, yeah. Not like a two-second thing. No, no. Okay, so that was four years ago. You must remember what you talked about. Yeah, go on. Just how he is so pro-young people true, going into true. the arts mm. and music and, and how he's so happy to see it all happening in the UAE. So. Amazing. I mean, cause, yeah, because yeah, he's done like the Prince's Trust, yeah. which is huge. And it's yeah. been like supporting underprivileged yes, kids for absolutely. a very long time. So they were they were so gracious and Clarence House put us on their Instagram and everything. So if you wow. go back and look, you'll see photos okay. of all of us there. I'm going to be checking it out wonderful. later. It was like one of the, um, the students went mental. They said it was one of the best experiences they ever had because not only then did they meet king charles and queen consort camilla they also met his Highness mohammed bin zayed and you know so obviously just all, magical yeah, for so them. it was just all your christmases rolled Magic. into one really so it was yeah fabulous was it a pinch me moment for you very much so yeah, yeah. I was like, I wanted to be. Well, I couldn't say I wanted to be your mother, but <laughs> <laughs> would have come That'd be really weird. Like, it was like, okay, fine. Very well, but yeah, no, I did want to say that, but I just thought that was a little bit inappropriate. So. <laughs> I think it would have been epic. Wow. So have you always been into music? Yes. Take I us mean, back. Just, How did this all yeah. happen? Yeah, I just loved music. Somebody asked me that question the other day and said, "Oh, you know, your family musical?" And no, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> as in my parents don't play any musical instruments neither of them are musical my grandmother was but that was just sort of self-taught but no one it was just something I loved and I think because my parents didn't have any music lessons or anything growing up they very much encouraged myself and my siblings to mm. do it so we all learned how to play the piano but I loved it I learned how to play the guitar and then when I went to secondary school I picked up the flute how many instruments I play four wow so what was the fourth one Saxophone. Saxophone. Like a one woman walking band. <laughs> Pushing <laughs> a piano very down the street. It's difficult to do all of them at the same time, though. <laughs> true story. So, yeah, so you always into music, always played into instruments. Music. When I was at school, I really wanted to pursue it as a career, but nobody else did. So I ended as, up. As a musician. As a musician. Which, which instrument? Flute. Flute. Um, and I was the only one who did sort of GCSE and A-level music, sort of mm -hmm. higher level music. And uh, so I was the only one in the class. Really? Like <laughs> private one-on-one tuition? Yeah. And my teacher still lives in Dubai, by the way. It's great. I saw her last week. That's amazing. Um, I did that and then I just wanted to go and study music at university, which is what I did. And where do you study? I studied at Royal Holloway. Okay. University of London. Yeah, I think uh, that's a good one. It's got Royal at the front. There's a bit of a connection. Well, it's not far from Windsor. Okay. <laughs> Your future are home. We, are we seeing a pattern here? <laughs> yeah, like. And it, and it is a uh, reconstructed castle. <laughs> okay. I never really thought about this. Actually, really? Yeah. Um, it's it definitely a, a link between all of it. Yeah, it was a beautiful campus, and I was there. I studied music, and then I studied management and languages after, and that was always what I wanted to do. But when I graduated, I couldn't get a job in music. So, Why? Um, they simply didn't exist. It's quite or? Cut isn't it? A, I couldn't do performance. I couldn't stay in the UK. I had to come back home to Dubai. Okay. You just don't really do performance here. Not back in the early Not 90s. then. Yeah. It wasn't a thing. So I, but I wanted to be a music teacher. So I thought that would be something good to do. But there weren't very many schools then. I mm. mean, it's a night and day compared to what it's like today. Well, I was going to say, because like when I arrived like 15 years ago, like the events industry, the entertainment industry was kind of like in its early formative stages. Mm. So even before then, there must yes. have been nothing. literally nothing. No, 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 there was yeah. nothing. There weren't even agencies or no. musicians or performers or anything like that. Yeah, you wanted so, to create a music school. Um, well, I did, but I didn't do it immediately because okay. I couldn't. There was no need for it. There were only a few schools. I applied to them to be a music teacher and um so just you know. just to uh bump jump in for a second yeah. there because that's that's really interesting that your parents were supportive of you f uh, pursuing music absolutely yeah especially back then which is outside of the norms completely of, yeah. outside yeah. of the norm oh no i had incredibly supportive parents like that's incredible <sighs> that truly is yes. incredible yeah and it is it's surprise a lot of people say it's surprising because you know they're emirati in there yeah yeah well, you know, it took a, it took a while for the region to sort of warm up to yes. the art and cultural yeah. world. You know, even like, still now, you know, it's yeah. it, it's still got a lot of work to do. Absolutely. Like you know, yeah, it is. It's still very challenging, very very challenging. It's come a long way, but it's back when back then, it's just yeah. So and that's so why I struggled to, to get a job because a lot of the schools couldn't reconcile the thought of an Emirati music teacher sure. in a British school. They just didn't. Okay. didn't it, was a, it was like a, a bit weird yeah. for them. Uh, so I worked for a bank. Um, <laughs> <I was> yeah. <laughs> okay, so like yeah, going from like the, the world of music well, into corporate East, banking. Isn't it? It's yes. like they you always get pushed into banking. Like yeah. well, it was if, the only place I could go. Um, 
So I work for Barclays. Okay. At least I tried to remain British yep. as much as possible. Uh, I worked for Barclays for a year and a half. And then I That met... must have been difficult for you. I do. I loved it. Really? It was really interesting. Okay. It was great because I learned a lot about life. Okay. In that, I learned more about life in that year and a half than I had in, you know, my previous five years at uni. What did you learn? I learned that especially, and I have to, I have to sort of, there is this image of Emiratis being spoilt, not hardworking, taking things as they come, you know. And I have to say, I, I have come from a very privileged background. I was very lucky growing up. Um, you know, we couldn't have asked for anything. But it, working in the bank, Way I had to train all around the bank mm. from the front bit when people come in and you know sort of have to talk about getting an overdraft because they don't have enough money coming in and mm. you know so you d- I mean you learn a lot about mm. real life and real you're people exposed to people and real struggles right, and real struggles and you're exposed to it and the last six months when I worked at the bank I was working in what was called credit risk where mm-hmm. companies would come in and want to borrow money or loans to either expand a business or build on something or try and manage cash flows and that sort of thing and I had to sit there and learn a lot about companies and how they work so it was really really interesting actually but the only reason I ended up leaving was because that's where I met my now ex-husband who are still very good friends and you weren't allowed in the banking industry it's a norm you're not allowed to have people oh, you, who can't, take, you can't term. you can't work together in the same and have a relationship at the okay. same time in the same sort of department which is like a, a, it's sort of be a bit of a conflict yes would, yeah okay. so i elected to leave mm-hmm. um and i'm so happy i did because i ended up working for a chocolate company i know i so you mentioned <laughs> it. i was waiting for this moment this oh, is this I, is I just bit, this like you've gone for like obviously like music well first of all working to be the queen into yes. music yeah. into working in banking <laughs> and then working in a chocolate, chocolate factory yeah how did that happen? Well, I just uh, met someone who said, you're Emirati. Mm-hmm. You speak very good English. You have a degree from the UK. I'm like, yeah, but it's a degree in music. doesn't matter. Transferable skills. Yeah. Um, how would you like to come and work for us? Because, you know, emiratization. <laughs> <coughs> and I was like, what would I do? Well, I was coming from banking. So yeah. I went into payroll and finance okay. uh, to start with in HR. And... Um, Oh my, I loved it. It was fantastic. I was there for almost 10 years working for Mars. When you say chocolate factory, is it like Charlie Does it look like Willy Wonka? (laughs) (laughs) So everybody has this misconception. (coughs) Mars is, or at the time was, the largest private company in the world. And not many people know that. Yeah, it's a family business, right? It's a family business, exactly. Because they don't just do chocolate, do they? They don't just do chocolate. I I knew this recently. Yeah, they do pet food. So whiskers, pedigree chum. What? Yes. They do food. So Uncle Ben's and Dormio. Okay. Um, they do ice creams and mm. chocolate. And everybody thinks, oh, they just do Mars, but they don't. They no, do so much more. Mars, Snickers, Twix, Skittles, Twix, Starburst, Twix. Star- M&M's. Star- M- that's it, M&M's. I'm gone. Career change for Just Galaxy. And Galaxy was their main product here in the Middle East. So I joined them when they were building the Galaxy factory in Jebel Ali. Wow. It was it was fantastic. It was great. And I learned so much. I got to train all around different Mars units in the world. So I went to Germany. I went to Austria. I went to the UK. And you get to walk the factory floor and see all the chocolate just... Mm. And it wasn't... Well, when I, when I was in Austria, it was a, it was a pet food factory. So that was like... <laughs> the pedigree chum. Doesn't smell the same. It doesn't smell or taste the same. The same. <laughs> 
<laughs> your visions you of being a kid now. I mean, open a tin, like, oh no. So yeah, but it was it was great. It was a fantastic job, and I did that yeah for almost ten years. Wow. Oh, that, the best bit was what did you get every month or week? Yeah, every week. Every At the week. end of the week, in your little cubby hole, you got a bag of chocolate. To take how big a bag? Um, a kilo. <laughs> I'm trying to like a kilo, a kilo of chocolate is big, yeah. It's a well, lot. It's, you know, if you put it into perspective, it's like four bars. It's four, yeah. Like two fifty gram, four no, bars. Yeah, exactly. So it's not yeah. really it's not too bad. I mean, it's it's like, not too bad. You know, it's almost but a bar listen, a day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hold on, a kilo a week. So every month you're getting four kilos of chocolate. Yeah, that's great. Oh. <laughs> I think I'm going to quit my day job and go and work in a chocolate factory. We're in the wrong <laughs> Completely. Yeah, personal trainer wouldn't be happy. That's for sure. Well, yeah. which, which was your favorite chocolate? Twix. Oh, yes. I love Twix. Twix. As in, in terms of a bar chocolate. Yeah. But I love M&M's as well. Yep. I'm craving to smash in a load of chocolate now. Right? <laughs> now that you're all talking about it. We should have organized some chocolate have, for today's edition. I know. I should have brought some with me. Yeah. So how long yeah. were you there for? Almost 10 years. 10 years. Yeah. What did you learn there? a long there? time. Everything. Everything, because I just got to go through every department, sales, marketing, yep. finance, HR. And I ended up then settling into HR and training and development, which really kind of spoke to me mm. as what? a kind of teacher, really. I was so, going to say, why did it speak people, to you? Right? Because I just always wanted to teach. So yeah. I think it was a perfect area for me to be in. Um, and when I left, I was the what they call the personal manager for Africa, Middle East and India. So I got to go, I always had to travel to Egypt mm. and Morocco, around the Middle East and um, India. And I just, I absolutely loved it. And what is it about teaching that you love so much? I don't know, just helping people. Like mm. just, okay. Transfer just of knowledge. Transfer of knowledge, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's that's why I like the, sort of the, the training and the that part of it, really. So did you leave... Mm. To set up the music school or did you I left to have children. Well, I had children. I had my daughter. I had my first child. And at the time I was traveling like every six weeks. And you can't do that with a baby. Yeah. (laughs) It was really difficult. And um, I had to kind of make a decision. Mm. And the decision actually was made for me because my daughter was diagnosed with autism. And basically... I kind of needed to be at home to support her. So I gave the job up. It was, you know, it was a job I loved. I I would not, never have thought to leave. Was it something, I'm just going to ask her, how, how does it feel as a mum to all of a sudden find out that sort of yeah. news? It was a shock, yeah. actually. Um, and it wasn't something we had considered, but I was the first of sort of my friends to have a baby. Mm. So I had nothing to compare, yeah. you know, sort of everything that we were going through. And I remember when she started nursery, that the lady who ran the nursery called us in and said, look, I'm, I'm, this is coming from a place of love. And please understand that I'm a professional who's done this for more than 30 years. So I know what I'm talking about. But I think you need to take your daughter to see a specialist. And that came as a shock. Had whoa. Yes. And I, and I was just like, well, and she said, I think she may have some developmental delays or some learning difficulties. I was going to say, what was the trigger yeah. for that that comment? Um, she really didn't settle into nursery. Okay. And it was quite challenging to to have her there. So how old was she for when she went to nursery? Two. Two. Wow, yeah. so still quite young. Quite young, because I wanted to go back to work. Yeah. But So we sort of went down that mm-hmm. route. So she's 18 months to, uh, yeah, kind of that age. So she recommended, and sort of my husband, ex-husband, husband at the time, um, 
was like, no, no, there's nothing wrong with her, you know. But I spoke to my mum and my mum and I then went and took her to see the specialist who then did say, diagnosed her as, uh, with something called PDDNOS, which is on the autism spectrum, but not entirely sure where because she was still quite high functioning. I mean, she was talking, she yeah. was, you know, um, walking, all of those things, but she had a lot of sensory issues. So she didn't like loud noises. She stimmed a lot she uh what's stimmed would, as in she would do lots she would sit there and flap her hands okay. or Got you. The movement hand, yeah, yeah that sort of thing yep. um and she would become very very anxious and but she, did she do that before well she did as you, a, she cried a lot yeah so nothing nothing yeah uh so uh, we went down the route of okay so what do we do uh, you know and the lady that diagnosed her said, well, you just start therapy. You start what's called ABA, um, Advanced Behavioral Analysis, mm -hmm. where they sit and they work with a child one-on-one -on -one for a lot of hours. She did speech therapy. She did occupational therapy to help her with her sensory issues with noise. Mm. Um, and we were doing 40 hours a week. Of wow. wow. Which is why I didn't go back to work. So I was... You know, Full-time working after your daughter. Yeah, shuttling in and out of therapy session after therapy session. At the session. age of two, from the, from age, the two. age of two. Yep. How old is your daughter now? She is 21 now. Oh, wow. She was at university. She was well, at Berkeley College of Music in Boston. Okay. Amazing. Yeah. Carrying, she is. carrying the music gene within the family. Is. You should see your face right yeah. now. Oh, Super I'm so proud. proud of her. literally just yeah. beamed. I'm so, so proud of her. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Got to um, be proud of yourself too. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Definitely give yourself yeah, credit. Yeah. That's amazing. So, uh, so, so back to for 40, 40 hours a week yeah. of therapy. And then uh, by chance, when I was, when she was um, in a therapy session, she was going to Rashid Pediatric uh, Children's Speciality. I was just like back then was yeah. the, was was the infrastructure the and the support there? to be no, able to help. I was so lucky that I met the right people. Okay. Um, and only because I was so open. Yeah. So because things like that usually got hidden. Yes, and um, it's it was essentially part of the reason my marriage broke down. Actually, because I was going to say, so how'd your husband take it? Not well. Yeah. Not well at all. You know, it, they're very private Emirati family. Culturally. Uh, whereas yeah. I was out there going, right, my daughter's autistic. Who can help me? Help I me. need, you know, yeah. like you don't talk to people, mm. don't tell them yeah. that there's anything wrong with her. Mm. And I'm like. Well, but how am I going to find help for her? Yeah. Mm. You know, how is that going to happen if I'm not open and, and what's honest? what's that and saying to her? Well, exactly. Um, so it was by chance, actually, when she was having one of her therapy sessions that I bumped into a lady who said, oh, is that your daughter in there in the session? And I said, yes, uh, um, that's Sarah. And she introduced herself. And I think we had met when I was a teenager because she was a music teacher okay um and we had kind of met through i don't know sort of school performances or something mm. like that she goes oh i recognize you she says well my name is marion i'm doing a uh, phd masters in music therapy i wondered if you would let me consider your daughter as a case study wow and do music therapy with her what are the chances of that? No, absolutely. Honestly, I'm just... I mean, things happen for a reason, clearly. I totally believe in that. Yeah. I really, really, really do. Um, and so she started music therapy with Sarah. And, oh my gosh, the change in this child was like night and day. I'd never seen 
someone take to something it and it which is crazy because I'm a musician. It that's never, that's like, what you know, I'm saying. Yeah, it it's reminded like, me very much. Like, why why would I not have thought of this myself? Because you, you're think thinking of everything else. The thing is, when yeah. you're in the middle of it, yeah, you're in the absolutely. thick of it. You don't. You yeah, yeah. You, 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 you know, hindsight yeah. is yeah, a exactly. beautiful thing. Absolutely. Um, and then she just she loved it. She did. I got an incredibly insular, grumpy child that became. Someone Blossomed. completely different. I was just saying. Yeah. I was just saying. Did that also help support you because of your love and passion for music? Well, it reminded me because I'd mm. forgotten. Yeah. Well, I mean, there I was, like traveling the world. Mm. You know, <laughs> not eating chocolate, but eating chocolate. Traveling the world, eating chocolate. In a high-flying corporate job where yeah. I was getting paid a lot of money. Yeah. Um, which that, I missed actually. That but, music, like, for already, like, kind of disappeared. It just. Yeah, I kind of totally forgot. Wow. So um, it reminded me of that. And essentially that was the impetus that made me kind of remember Mm. that at the end of the day, I love music. That was my passion. Let me, I can see what a change it's made in my child, which I should have known um, and see what else I can do with it. So that's essentially where it kind of happened. So I started kind of putting myself out there saying does anybody want music lessons um and then at the time they were building duck tack which is the theater yeah, yes. Mall of the emirates. at the mall of the emirates so a friend of mine um was <clears throat> on the board and mm. said oh would you like to come onto the board and uh, support us especially with hr and finance because that's your background yeah. but it's in the arts and, yeah. and that sort of thing and and i said oh that's great it'll give me something to do mm. And so I was part of the board of directors that built DuckTac on wow. the on Such the an roof. institution. Uh, it is, isn't like it? It's, been it's not DuckTac anymore, which is a shame. But it, at the time, it was fantastic. Yeah, oh, great community space. Yeah. I, used yeah. Always, I used to always look it up to see what was on. Yeah. You know, back then, it, was, yeah. it literally it was, was the, the, the heart yeah, of art and culture. Was, yeah, absolutely. So when it was built and there was some space there, um, Brian Wilkie, who was spearheading everything at the time, mm. said, oh, do you fancy opening the music school? You know, there's five rooms there in a corner that we haven't given to anyone. And I just went, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why not? That was like, this is such a cool idea. Why not? You know, I was also very pregnant at the time with my son. And I was like, yeah, why don't I, I just do everything? <laughs> but I couldn't turn it down. So I said, yes. It's amazing. It's such a perfect opportunity to be able to kind of tick all the boxes. Isn't it amazing how your passion chased you? Totally. I think, as I say, it was meant to be. Yeah, for sure. Um, So a day after my son's first birthday, I opened the music school at DuckTac. Tell me about that day. Wait, I got a yeah. day after your Besides son's first birthday. Tell me about that day. <laughs> it was the 14th of September. Do you, do you see how she just sort of throws <laughs> yeah, these big of massive okay, statements, so statements <laughs> and just keeps moving? Yeah. You know, I had lunch with King, you know, King Charles. <laughs> you know, opened a music school the day after I gave birth. Yeah. Not the day after I gave after his first birthday. After his birthday. Sorry. It could have been the day after he, I gave birth, actually, but because it was delayed. In true Dubai style. There we go. Again, meant to be. Yeah. <laughs> Construction was delayed. I didn't open until after his first birthday. But like Lily said, how did yeah. you feel when you... Um... Take, that, take us there. It was, yeah. yeah, it was just, I was like, I, I felt like that was what was supposed to happen. It's your third yeah. child. Yes, it is my third child. Yeah. But I also have a husband and three cats, but... <laughs> 
You like to be kept busy, I think. Um, I was so, I was, I don't know. I was so excited actually thinking about, I mean, it was still, it's a long time ago, it was 16 years ago. Did it feel like you were coming home? It felt like that is what I was supposed to do. Mm. And I took an incredibly long-winded route to get there. But I always say... But you needed that I journey. needed that so, because there's no way I could have opened and run a business had I not had all that all experience, that experience. Exactly. beforehand. Yeah. It, it's, and having been through the last 16 years, like most people who started businesses who went through the financial downturn yeah. and the economic crisis and then COVID. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. And if I hadn't had all of that experience prior to that, I don't think I could have worked through much of that. No. So, so it kind of like stood you in good stead. Absolutely. And I th- so I think ahead. I was supposed to take that really yeah. bizarre route to get back to well, everything happens for a reason. Well, when, yeah. well, when, yeah. exactly. when it wasn't time, it didn't flow. No. When it was time, it flowed. Exactly. Yes. And now I'm, I'm much better at kind of listening to the universe. I yeah. know it sounds very like, but not at it's, all. It's actually helped me. So I yeah. kind of have to say, oh, well, okay. Yeah, it made sense. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So, and here we are. And the business is still going strong now. Well, it's picked up again. Yeah, um, obviously during COVID would have been a, COVID, a horrific time for everybody in the You will totally understand industry. this. Yeah. It decimated my business. And then when yeah. I say decimated, like we were shut for nine months. Yeah. Um, so no income yeah. for nine months. Bills still being paid. I still had to pay the rent. Yeah. And I was in an email property. So we know how expensive mm-hmm. those are. Mm. no longer in an email property because we know how expensive those are <laughs> i can say that now uh we were paying rent no rent relief we yeah. were paying bills no bill relief i was still paying salaries yeah um did you manage to keep everybody on or i a lot of people left yeah that's a hard thing not because they wanted to leave but yeah. because they i think covid made everybody think a little take Stock of their, stock. Fa- of their families and yeah. their lives and yeah. their security. Really what they wanted out well, make of sure, it. Making sure that they are where they want to be yeah, in life. Yeah, absolutely. And I had um, colleagues who lost parents in COVID. I think oh. it was a really, really difficult time yeah. uh, for a lot of people. So I did lose a lot of people. Mm. I also lost, well, I all my business. Yeah. You know, we went from 2,000 students to zero. Wow. wow. Literally overnight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because we weren't. In, you know, in the entertainment industry, you can't perform, you can't be out, you yeah, can't be in crowds. It's no different. Schools closed, yeah. and then everything went. Well, they online. were one of the first things to close. They were the first things to close, and then you went online. So we had to scramble and think, okay, let's do online teaching. But music here isn't regarded so much as important. It's not like school. Yeah. If you don't, it's need not like it. math or science. And everybody was, you know. They were on half salaries or no salaries or lost their jobs. Yeah. They're not going to pay for music. It's almost like a luxury yeah. that they can't afford, that's, that's that nobody can afford anymore. That's what happened with the events industry. Yeah. It was yeah. one Absolutely. of the first things to go. It's seen as yeah. a luxury, not not a not a requirement. It exactly. wasn't important. And uh, and most of Which our is work so wrong. was in schools. Yeah. So if we couldn't even go into yeah. schools because schools weren't open. Um, that we just had nothing. Did you ever feel like giving up? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I almost did. Really? Yeah. Why? I know why, but I mean... Because I couldn't... I kept saying, you know, it hit in March, and we said, oh, after the summer, it'll be fine. (laughs) Give it a month, give it two months, a couple of weeks. They thought it was only going to be three months. Yes, and I thought it was only going to be three months. Mm. September came, oh, it'll be fine after January. January came, and 
we just kept doing this loop and yeah. I just thought I can't I cannot keep doing this we my husband and I put all our savings into keeping it going yeah like everything so we kept, we paid the rent out of our savings I mean we own our own home so that's fine but we still had to pay for the business and in an empty building of 16 studios you can imagine how it's much expensive that was. to keep it maintained and keep it open well not even yeah. open but just keep it yeah. sticking over and, just we still had to, and we had to pay bills so we yeah. still had to pay um electricity for acs because we had pianos everywhere yeah. and all of that sort of thing you can't just switch it off and leave it and close the doors it's unfortunately that we just couldn't do that and even when we were able to go back in and teach you still had to wear masks. So I'm a, a wind player. So you can't play the work? flute or yeah. the saxophone or the trumpet or anything like that with a, you know, with a mask. So we were only teaching piano, guitar and violin, which is like half of our business, not yeah. the rest. So we you still weren't allowed in schools. You couldn't teach in groups. Yeah. So you're open, but you're not really open. Yeah. So it was, uh, I did almost give up. Oh. Yeah. And today? So today we moved premises. So we're now based um, in Al Jalila Cultural Center for Ooh, Children. Oh, I love it. Which nice. is sort of at the top of Awasal mm-hmm. Road. Um, everybody goes, oh, Tasha's. It's near Tasha's. Right next door. <laughs> right next door. That's how we moved. Oh, it's that building. We didn't know anything happened in there. Well, we're in there. Nice. It's wonderful. It's a beautiful, it beautiful so place. Wonderful. And it's not just us in there. So it's, no. a, it's like, that was like going back home mm. because it reminded me so much of Duck Tack because it is a community center. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just us in there. It's huge. It is. And it's huge. It's, it's Awesome. It's got art and theater and pottery. And I wanted to it. stay in there because, like, we got a tour. Yeah. And I was like, can I sit in here? I and go. Yeah. It's amazing. It it's, it's amazing. Place. It's fantastic. It's a great place for and, kids. And I'm so glad we moved. It was the best thing we did. And uh, and it started to pick up. We're still playing catch up, actually. Yeah. You know, a year it's on. Hard still. We're still sort of three, four months behind. So it's still hard work. Yeah. Um, what were some of the biggest challenges apart from the I guess the financial side maintaining people's sort of um, anxiety levels the yeah. mental health and mental health you know it's really prevalent now actually is, when and I, it, you can see it just even with my staff it, I couldn't promise them that they'd still have a job but it was yeah. it, and that's so hard mm. you know and people who are so loyal and says but I can only I can only do so much but then I have to like think about my family and i totally understand i said yeah. i also have to think about my family i totally understand where you're coming from yeah you, you force know, people into making some very difficult decisions very difficult decisions yeah. yeah um and i think that was uh you know sort of keeping everyone's chin up was really yeah. really hard draining yeah it was you yeah. know because you have to do it for yourself and your family as well as everyone else who works for you yeah. especially when you mm. own and run the business you feel a, a responsibility for that yeah um so that was also really difficult how do you look after yourself during this time because that takes its toll it does um (laughs) (laughs) well maybe you didn't (laughs) i didn't actually um a lot of people didn't yeah myself included yes i was i think i was more concerned for those around me especially my children Mm -hmm. um my daughter had to fly back from the u.s because they shut down uh in fact three it was three years ago today yeah it was literally exactly three years ago today we flew back from boston into dubai i bought her home because um the colleges in the u.s had gone into lockdown we landed we got home two hours later they shot the airport wow i was gonna say you were very lucky to get her home yes 
and I flew back to go and bring her back. Wow. Um, and uh, that was three years ago today. And that was when you had to then be quarantined. You couldn't leave the house and yeah. you had to get it was two the weeks, police right? permission yeah, police permission yeah. to go out. So Every three days. And, uh, and uh, I got a reminder that I was at home for 103 days before I left again. Wow. So that took its toll on me, but it took more of a toll on both my kids. Yeah. Because um, their entire lives are completely disrupted. Totally. You know, friends, and, yeah. education, everything. ambition. Yeah, yeah everything. exactly. And then... You know, my son's school went online, so he would wake up in the morning, go online in his pajamas. <laughs> um, we tried to do teaching online, but then my daughter's college went online, but US time. Oh. Difference. So the time difference was a killer because mm. it's eight hours. So yeah. she would be, she would start at 6, 7 p.m. and be on till 2 a.m. while the rest, so. Our life her disrupted. Life went, yeah, yeah, but it, it disrupted all our lives. Yeah. You know, we were, so you can well, imagine. You sort of became a 24-7 household. Yes, yeah, so Jeez. we it it took its toll because like hardly any of us slept. Yeah. There was a lot of anxiety and there was a lot of kind of stress and, you Being know, here. on top of everything. But we're here. Yeah. So what's next? Yeah. Oh, I somebody else asked me that question and I said, listen, I've now learnt that there is no five or ten year plan mm-hmm. because it's pretty true right now. there is none because everything changes every day and it's not just think little things like new laws and new rules and you know being in dubai everything changes it was quite day. quickly yeah but then in the whole world i mean who would have thought there would have been a financial crisis that hit the world who would have thought covid would have done what it did yeah no you can't just plan and i said i would like all I would like is a couple of years of just, you know. Stability. Yes, yeah. absolutely. So that's what's next is just I just want to kind of reestablish, um, sort of say that we're here yeah. to teach music and spread the love of music to kids and youth and, you know. And it's, I'll tell you one thing, Expo was my saving grace yeah and i was the biggest critic of expo to begin with and i feel terrible when people were saying expo expo i'm like what expo what what, you know what seriously and uh that changed so much for us because um we then were i met someone i was gonna say when you say husband no oh gosh no i've i've been with my husband now for you met your new husband in Abbasal oh no I hired my husband he works for oh, me oh. Yeah, I knew there was a good story <laughs> yeah. in there somewhere well, that's another story that's a very long story um, but no I, I met somebody who was working at Expo who said oh we're running this project at Expo and we want to include music and art as part of it uh, are you interested and I said oh great yeah great what, what, what would you like us to do so we'd like some kids to perform but we'd like some kids to write a soundtrack for it so I took that on as a project you have to the Goosebumps. soundtrack is amazing so I took it on as a project and so we put together a group of students yeah who um, did the press launch for Expo. Amazing. And they performed for his Royal Highness Sheikh Nahyan, yeah. uh, the Minister of Tolerance. Yeah. 
and wonderful he, man. He, he, he is such wonderful, a wonderful great man. Guy yeah. I saw him many times at Expo. Yeah, he came. He came to the launch. Obviously, they performed, and he came up and spoke to every single student. I've got photos of him Beautiful. speaking to every single student after the launch, saying, "He says I do these things because I have to, but this is what I love." He said, nice. "I loved hearing you play because they pra- played a program." Uh, it was part of the whole sustainability pavilion. Yeah. So they picked a program that was all about the sta- sustainable oceans and the seas. And, you know, and it was great music. Yeah. Um, and he very much enjoyed that. That they were then invited to play at Expo. And they went to Expo four times. And they played there. But then they created a soundtrack, which is now part of the legacy of Expo. So when you go into the legacy to that pavilion, the music playing in the background was created by our students. And it was such a a great. But because we were doing these sorts of things, we were starting to get a lot of students interested in signing back up and wanting to be part of this and. So they wanted to be part of the band playing at Expo. Yeah. So we had we ended up creating three bands that ended up playing at Expo. They wanted to be part of the soundtrack because they got their name on the CD saying, you know, so-and-so was produced this and so-and-so created this. You know, right. they were so, like, proud. Yeah. Um, and it really changed things for us because we were the only sort of music center that was invited to do that sort of thing. So it set us a little bit apart. Yeah. Um, but it, what it also did was create a whole nother thing because uh, my husband Brian is the uh, director of the ensembles and he's like, right, well, we've just done this amazing thing for Expo. They they closed it by playing um, Earth Hour at okay. Expo as well and it was, was amazing. He goes, what next? What yeah. are we going to give these kids that they're going to mm. want to do? Yeah. So on our next Friday... We are taking all the same kids on a tour of the USA. Amazing. Right, so uh, <laughs> you, know, you, know, you know the bit where you said you just want the next couple of years to sort of be. You know, I know, but it's not more. my fault. That's, that's what that's, I want. That's, You're that's, taking them I on a tour to the USA. I don't think, yes. for some where? reason, I don't yes. think that that is um, written no. in your future. It isn't. I think, no. you know, because I'm, I'm married to somebody who has these amazing ideas, ideas, which I look at and go, no. And he's like, yeah, 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 I can make it happen. And I'm like, no. And he's like, yes, yes. And he's like, yes, yes, yes. So when when they played at Expo, uh, ex- they went on Expo TV and it went viral. So they've been invited to go to Disney to perform at Disney. That's incredible. Like so, for, for, for kids, like that's like made of dream stuff. Well, I, you know, they're, they're all sort of 16, 17 okay, years old. Okay, so not too young. And I thought... Are they going to think that's like... No way. No way. No way. No age is Disney not like, oh my God. <laughs> You're my age. <laughs> they went wild. They're like, yes, let's go to Disney. And I'm like, what? Florida or California? Florida. Wow. We're going to... I can just keep talking. Yes. I'm getting the look and I'm like, I think we should uh, sort wrap of wrap it up, it up here and yeah. head off to Disney. Well, come and watch them because they're doing... If you're free on Sunday evening... Oh at five o'clock, they're performing their final performance before they go to Disney. And where are they performing? Oh. At Al Jalila. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so Sunday's details them. will come down. Yeah. Come yeah. and watch them because they're, they're awesome. And uh, they're going to do a little talk about why they're so excited about Disney and how I'm not excited about <laughs> Disney. But I am, really. That's uh, amazing. It's really yeah. inspiring for you, them. 
Incredible. Yeah. Well done. So, yes, I would like a quiet life. It's not going to happen. It's not gonna I think you're deleting yourself like that. I don't, I don't think so. Because I know that after Disney, it's going to be, right, what we do What's next? <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> well, well, you're going to have to come back and let us know yeah, what actually yeah. comes next. I would love to. Thank you. Tala, yeah. thank you so much for joining us. No, a beautiful thank story. Thank you yeah. so much for asking. Yeah, very, very inspiring. Very proud of what you've achieved. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Rooted Within. If you like this episode, please make sure you drop a follow so you never miss an episode in the future. Rooted Within with Lily and Dan.